right, welcome back. Episode four of The Click. Chris Rupp here with my co-host, Elena Corsini. Uh, it is Friday, April 10th, and we are back with some new digital marketing headlines for you. So um, lots to talk about again today. Uh, and fortunately, you know, the last week or so, it feels like it's things have relatively uh, quieted down just a little bit or, you know, it's the waves are a little smaller than they have been the last several weeks. So, uh, it's kind of been a welcomed relief, uh, per se to just, I don't know, kind of refocus our energies and, you know, uh, allow just kind of the constant, uh, breaking news of just intense things coming out. So, um, with that said, we've, we've still got a lot of great things to talk about. Um, hopefully a little bit more, uh, helpful and actionable today. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a, uh, a crisis, recovery and growth framework uh, towards the end of this and talk a little bit about social media marketing, uh, uh, different aspects of that, uh, specifically with social listening. So uh, take it away, Elena, uh, with our first headline. Well, awesome. Um, our first one is actually about Zoom, so it's kind of ironic. Um, as we're using it, uh, a lot of organization businesses have reduced their ad spending um, or like really reallocated their budgets during this time. But uh, communication software brands like Zoom uh, or GoToMeeting have completely tripled their ad spend, uh, reaching $45 million in quarter one compared to 13 million um, last year, which is crazy. Uh, it's totally gone up since then. Um, in comparison to their first quarter in 2019, as I said, it's completely gone up. Uh, companies have more enforced remote work. Video conferences can be taken in place of meetings and messaging channels are faster, more focused on collaboration than email. Um, and I've seen just, uh, I, this is my first time ever using Zoom was with uh, our company. And just from that, I mean, people are using it Outside of remote working as well, they're using it virtually to talk with their friends, their family, um, and continue to just use this as like virtual gathering settings. So I think it's really cool and it's really interesting to see um, and know that advertising is working, um, especially now. So they've, and they've seen huge growth um, in their advertising and conversions from those rates. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, it's really awesome prices, that uh... you're saying in the advertising have gone up dramatically as well. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. stock prices are, really uh, cool. are all going up too. So that's been, that's been fun to watch. It's kind of cool too, on the personal side of it too. I've seen people using zoom and other platforms to do family, like personal things, you know, getting their family together or yeah. I've seen like some yeah. bachelor, uh, virtual, uh, bachelorettes, uh, a couple of mm -hmm. times. And even, even some companies yeah. hosting happy hours through it. Mm hmm definitely and I was saying um, yesterday I was like I feel like I've talked to more people like and more of my family members now while um, in while practicing social distancing than I ever have before and I've like got to see them on zoom we've done like family calls so it's really awesome and I just think uh, it's a really great component really great headline uh, to show that these brands are thriving and they're using paid advertising because it works Yep. Agreed. And, uh, one more thing to add on that though. I, I know that, I know that there's been some negative news out there, uh, especially with zoom and, and some data sharing and whatnot, um, which I, I think they've cleaned up, um, quite a bit, but, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot of people that are hesitant, uh, to bring back 
anything like this virtual, uh, you know, screen sharing and video calls and whatnot, because they're just, they're scared of, uh, the data sharing and, and what's going on, personal information and privacy and whatnot. But I don't think there's any way to get around that. It's the new norm. I think you just have to be smart about how you use it. I think you have to be smart about what you share, what you say, you know, it's not like you and I doing this right now are going to reveal anything that would jeopardize, you know, our company or us personally or anything like that of like personal information that would allow somebody to, you know, hack us or whatever it may be it. But I just think it's a new norm and there's going to be fault. Yeah. People are going to find a way to, to hack into things. It's just, I don't know. Unfortunately that's life. People are, people are going to find a way to um, take advantage of situations at all times. But I think all these platforms are just an incredible tool for all of us. They've been greatly beneficial, beneficial to us um, and many others. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And um, the CEO, actually, I was reading an article recently told um, the Wall Street Journal that they raised up the security front for Zoom. And this was back when a um, few incidents happened. So they're uh, being transparent about it. They know that these situations are occurring. They know that it's an issue. Um, and I know that that's a predominant thing, especially for distance learning right now. Um, and any, I mean, anything on Zoom. So they're actively working towards it and with their better security. So it's good to have in place, it's good to know that they are transparent about it as well and know that um, these security issues are in place. That's right. Awesome, and then, so our, going into our next um, headline, Google postponed their Google Partner um, program changes that were originally slated for June. So I actually originally got this email um, just in my work email saying that this, these changes were being made. Anyway, um, so they announced that these changes to the requirements for agencies to qualify for the program, um, badging and certification. And those new requirements, like I said, were set to effect, take effect in June. And now amid the coronavirus pandemic, and shelter in place orders. They're postponing this until 2021. Yeah, so, and they haven't deal. even set a date yet, uh, which yeah. I thought was really well. Yeah. yeah, in a long time. I mean, it's a year away. So. It is. Uh, and, and it was a know, big initiative. They it was, they were coming out. I dug into some of the, the details on that and they were actually doubling their spend threshold. Uh, so mm -hmm. the 90 day spend requirement was going from 10,000 to 20,000. Uh, so that, I mean, that's a huge deal to a lot of the smaller shops out there in, in terms of being able to keep up with their partnership uh, as a whole. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big increase if, you know, they were just hovering kind of around that 10, 10 to 12,000 mark uh, and just getting by. I mean, that, that's a lot, you know, they, they've got to figure out a way to, to double it. So I, it's pretty cool of them to delay that. Um, I yeah. think, you know, like you said, with everything going on, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's unfair, but it's, incredibly unfortunate timing. Uh, and I know all, you know, on our side, when I dug into it, it looked like we just had a couple uh, new certifications that we had to grab and, and we'd be good to go. But yeah. there were several, several yeah, changes we in there. Um, and very, cause I was looking into it. Um, so like I said, very minimal um, tactics that we have to change or do anything for just like like you said a few certifications but just on a bigger um aspect any smaller agency than something like that going from 10 to 20 that's huge um and then having 50 percent of eligible users certified so that's not as big 
But when people are and businesses are cutting down their work hours, their employee hours, um, that is kind of a big deal because they need to be focusing that time on clients and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, they're postponing that till 2021, which I think is a great move uh, by Google, just in goodwill. Um, and then as a practical matter as well. Yep, I agree. We can go into our next one. Um, Bing adds CDC coronavirus. So, um, so it's a chat box. So whenever you search COVID-19 um, or coronavirus, users can interact with the self-checker to assess their symptoms right from the search results. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting and that's a really cool tool to use. I've never really seen anything like that before. Um, and Bing has used these like chat box, uh, like, instant messaging before, but they've never used it so prominently and it's never showed up as much as it is now. So people are really using it. Uh, they're using this as a resource, and especially uh, right now when a lot of people can't get tested. I really think that this is what they'll turn to um, similar situations. We've seen people already looking in the digital space, but especially using something like this, I think it's a really valuable tool. Yeah, it actually gives you a recommendation. Um, so the self-checker asks users for consent and location, demographic, symptom information. And then based on all that, you know, it's, it's, it's a bot. It produces a recommendation such as, you know, stay at home and monitor your symptoms. Uh, call your provider if you get worse or call 911. You may be having a medical emergency. So, um, you know, it's hopefully we'll cut down on even some of the demand on healthcare in general right now for anybody that just says, Hey, I may have something, you know, where do I, where do I first turn to just get a little bit of information of like, are these symptoms something more serious that I should be worried about? So pretty cool that they're doing that. I'd be curious if uh, Google follows suit with that. Yeah, and I mean, Google's been doing great things, like we talked about last week, um, with the specialists, and then they're they're also are coming out with just new and improved ways, um, really make sure the valuable information. But like I said, I've never seen anything like that uh, chat box before, or an instant messaging kind of system, and I think it will work well. Um, and I'm interested to see the results from it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing, though, from Google is that yeah, their uh, reviews are coming back. So a few weeks ago with the coronavirus, everything that was happening, they shut down the publication of news reviews and like Q and A um, as part of their response and reduced support. They didn't want people giving bad reviews and I stuff totally to restaurants. Uh, local I, I yeah. have no idea. I totally missed this happening. And now that I think about it, of all the things I've been searching and whatnot, like there, there have not been no reviews. reviews there and certainly no ability to yeah. leave them. Um, Absolutely. but I, I don't know. I totally miss this. So it's, it's kind of a, a big deal that they're, they're yeah. uh, bringing it back already. Yeah. And it, I mean, it adds, like I said, it adds validity just to the digital space in general that, uh, knowing that, okay, these reviews have, I mean, something in the consumer brain that they, you know, think about that. They think about that when they're making their decision. Um, but like I said, yeah, it announces its review return. And you actually, um, in our article that we will have linked um, on Search Engine Land, they even say they like went in and did a review themselves right then and there. Uh, so it's available. You can do it. You can publish it and it'll come up. Um, it, the review process does take a little bit longer. Um, and it notes that Google does note that, that the contribution may be delayed, uh, similar to like any platform at this time, but it's back. Um, I can, and it's just I can kind confirm. of a little, few little steps towards. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can confirm. I, I actually left a uh, a review for, I had a guy help me power wash my house uh day before yesterday because it, it was just mold, like just horrible mm-hmm. from the last year. And he asked me to leave him a review and I was able to, that was yesterday. So yeah. it's probably also why, and you know, until I saw this article and we talk about it today, I, I didn't even realize it was gone. Yeah. And it actually came out. So they came out with this on the eighth, I believe. Let me double check. Oh no, it wasn't the ninth. So yesterday. So you wouldn't have even noticed. You just went back into right. the review yesterday. So, but yeah, it's really cool. Um, really adds, like I said, validity to just that digital space in general. Um, but really awesome and like I said just a little bit back towards normalcy so it means that we are like in moving in the right direction um just allowing these reviews to be placed by users yep yep so back to Facebook with their blog uh that they've been running it's just really like an ongoing forum um that they continue to post things on what have they brought on there in the last couple of days um so on so we'll recap from the six so um on the they unleashed new tools to help us track and combat COVID-19. Um, April 7th, they were helping people get reliable information in groups and local alerts. So this is just in um, like local groups that you can uh, be in on Facebook that the admins are able to do a local alert that like goes to these users um, concerning coronavirus, which is kind of interesting. It was never available uh, before. Also on April 9th, so they were doing a lot of stuff yesterday, uh, came tips and resources, a mental health live series, which is really important right now because uh, the suicide rate actually goes up when people are in self-isolation. So I think taking these steps, and I think we talked about it the other day, the social responsibility that Facebook's taking is huge, um, and they've continued to do this, and I think that's great. Uh, So on the mental health live series, uh, supporting crisis helplines, and I, I thought this was my favorite. Um, they came out with tools to manage your time. Um, the Facebook recently in the past years kind of saw a decline in uh, users. They didn't see it with Instagram, with TikTok, stuff like that. Uh, people weren't using Facebook as much. And they've, in within the past few months, have seen a sur- huge dramatic increase in users. Um, so this recently came out. They've used it before, but never really promoted it. Um, but they added a quiet mode, which mutes most posts and if you try to open Facebook while in quiet mode, you'll be reminded that you set this app aside to limit your time in the app. So they have so many people, and I also read another girl, another article on that saying that like they really can't control, um, can't control all the users. There's just this huge surge that they're not used to. So the fact that they're putting out a quiet mode, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's funny at the same time, you know, it's like, all right, all right, you can't force your you know, self to, uh, you know, step away from social media apps. It's, and, you know, Facebook has to do it for you and remind you, Hey, don't click on me. Give me a break. (laughs) Give me a break sometime. And it's, yeah, it's just crazy because usually they just are driving, um, just driving more attention, but now they are offering that, which I think is valuable. You know, everyone needs a little break from the digital space sometimes. (laughs) Yep. For sure. Um, AdRoll brought out a really cool resource center. Uh, and we mentioned this on, on our last episode of, you know, where yeah. it can, you know, just a, an overall like library, library of, you know, all of these different things and resources that business owners and marketers and everybody are looking for. So 
Um, shout out to Adroll for putting that together a couple of days ago. They've got everything in there from uh, financial resources, uh, non-government financial resources, business tools and trials, health and wellness. Uh, they've got over, what is it, over 30 different resources that they've combined here. Um, and that's just on their, their Adroll uh, blog on their website. Yeah, literally just look up COVID-19 resources. Um, and I think it's a great list and it's a very diverse list if you go through it too. It's a um, combination of government, non-government uh, entities, and then as well, like you said, resources and tips. So it's really good, really good resource right now. Yep, gives a breakdown of everything, like a short ex explanation and then links uh, to all those available resources. Cool. Well, I think that concludes our headlines uh, so far for this week, unless you have anything else uh, that I missed. So uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to dive into this week on the click was a, a framework uh, that I came across called CRG, Crisis Recovery Growth Framework. So, and this is specifically geared towards marketers as a whole, but I mean, really any, any business uh, can, can use this. So, the three phases, I mean, the first phase, crisis, second recovery, third growth. And I feel like, I think we can all agree that, you know, the first phase crisis is we're, we're through it. Uh, we're, we're on the, the tail end of it. And that phase really consists of kind of what updating things like as simple as, you know, your hours and your phone number and, and things that we talked about two, three, four weeks ago now. Um, you know, on your, on your key channels. So your website, uh, what you're doing within your SEO and, and your Google My Business and, and within your content. So uh, maintain your website and increase your, your digital relevance, you know, adding COVID related content, FAQs, policies, banners to your website, ensuring that your local listings and maps are all updated and, and really just starting to develop new content as a whole. And we've seen a handful of clients really just uh, jump on this, right. And mm -hmm. just, Hey, yeah, I get it. I know I need to do that. And even people that we don't work with, they, they really just were on the ball. They knew what they had to do in those moments. And, and mm -hmm. again, that was that crisis phase phase. It was just stop the bleeding, you know, make sure that people know what has changed, how it has changed. How can they still Absolutely. access me, my business, my website? How can they still buy from me? If my front doors are closed, everything along those lines. Absolutely. And I think um, I've seen just, I mean, just in businesses alone, those who have taken those initiatives um, in that crisis step and really ensuring everything is in place, how in developing that new plan, and um, they're already coming out ahead of their competitors. Um, I've seen increased engagement alone within the past three weeks in paid advertising. Um, so I think managing, yeah. just adding, um, managing and making sure that that plan is developed if you haven't had it already. Um, and making sure that you're connecting, adjusting, and engaging to the crisis. That's right. I think anybody that follows this framework, uh, something similar to it, is going to come out stronger on the back end. So um, recovery, step two, or phase two, is really that, that working in the new normal. And that's what we've all been trying to figure out the last couple of weeks, is what is that new normal? I, I think it's too early to completely define it, but we've all got a, a good idea of what it is and, and what it's going to be moving forward. So, um, you know, with, within those key channels from marketing aspect, uh, so the website, your social, 
content um, and even your SEO and your, and your paid work. So generating interest with unique offers is a great one. Uh, we did our agent, our digital agency, we did that um, ourselves and, and just trialed uh, some different things out with, with new campaigns, really trying to be that resourceful, that helpful voice that's there. And I think that's still the only way that marketers can approach us right now is still just being from a, a helpful aspect. It's not opportunistic trying to sell, 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 sell. It's just trying to position them as helpful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, targeted, you have to relaunch all of your paid media. We, we've done that for, yeah. I, I don't know, dozens and dozens of, of campaigns. Um, and, and of course, all of our own. It, you, you cannot continue to run the, the same ads that you were running before. It just You yeah. seem completely out of touch. Uh, on the SEO side, prioritizing your schemas is a great one. Um, I really dug into that the last week of different things that um, all of the different schemas uh, that can be added to, to your web pages. Um, and I think, there's, I think there's over 80 of them off the top of my head. So there's a big opportunity there. On the mobile side, everybody's on their phones right now, optimizing mobile uh, with AMP and just making sure that your navigation is crystal clear with uh, on, on your website for mobile. Uh, I think you it's critical right now. Everybody's looking for it and any amount of frustration, you know, patience is, is thin. It's always thin, but it's, it's probably even thinner now. So you gotta make sure that that experience is, is there. Uh, and then amplifying omni-channel efforts with email marketing. I think email is a great way to connect with people right now. I, we all know that because we've all been getting inundated with emails from different companies that we work with, do business with, or uh, have purchased from in the past. And some are doing it better than others. Some are just kind of, you know, pushing just content, just to push content out. Uh, and I don't think it's as relevant as it could be, but uh, you know, jumping back on that email marketing and, and keeping that line of communication open with your customer base is key. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And just in that um, growth stage too, I mean, like I said, I mentioned this last week as well. We've also seen um, campaigns get ready to come back. So being in this growth stage, being out there, sending emails um, is just going to leave you ahead of your competitors in the upcoming months. Yep. And that final stage, uh, growth, getting back in the game. And that's, that's really where everybody's head. Yes, we're still in that recovery phase and working in that new normal, but everybody has got to be focused on growth when this is behind us and things aren't, it's not just going to happen overnight or in a couple of weeks where everything's back to normal, it's going to take some time, but you've got to be focused on that growth and getting back in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really where your, your marketing, your advertising channels on the, on the paid side of course, your website and content that you're producing. Uh, and with SEO, you, you just, you've got to double and triple down on it. And I think with all of the overhead, unfortunately, that businesses are having to cut just to make do that they're going to realize once they get through this, that there's the only way for them to get back to where they were, or at least try to, is going to be to market the hell out of themselves yeah. <laughs> right and people that Absolutely. people that were just dabbling in it before with digital yeah. you know i think they're going to have that realization of you know this is how i've got to go back at it you know i've reduced my overhead i don't have as many people but i you know the the entrepreneurial spirit is has not gone anywhere they're going to figure it out and i think 
with the way that everything is today and what everybody has been seeing within digital, even, even novice digital marketers, I think they're going to realize that you've just, you've got to triple down on this and, and it's the only way for growth moving forward. Absolutely. And if you can't focus, I mean, and if you can't focus on the budget, keep as long as there's, I mean, some type of budget in there, focus on your messaging, um, focus on what, just like you just said, focus on what's coming out, um, what your customers want to see, reassure, be that helpful voice um, when they're looking for your product or maybe thinking about purchasing it in the future. What are they, what are their concerns about it now? Um, address those, be transparent. And I just think that's the only way we can recover from this and we will recover from it. That's right. So a few details on that, on this final uh, growth phase uh, in particular to uh, the, the key channels and the paid side of this. Harvesting content marketing with exclusive offers. That's a big one. Change the offer. Don't, don't continue with the same one. It doesn't necessarily need to be as helpful in my opinion of of what it initially was during that recovery phase, but you, you need to be having some kind of an offer. Uh, I, I think it's going to take a while for everybody to get financially back on their feet. So any kind of offer, you know, gives that feeling that somebody is, is uh, getting some kind of a deal. You're helping them out with it. Yeah. And as far as paid budgets go, like you just mentioned, you've got to be aggressive with this. People mm-hmm. are going to be getting back and the ones that do it sooner are going to see uh, yeah. the most benefit from that because the, the amount of competition isn't there quite yet but it's gonna be and it's gonna be there and that's what I cannot stress enough is just stay in the game stay in the game even if it's minimal now because at the end when everyone's back in the game when Amazon's back in the game um, they're gonna have these huge budgets and if you're there if you're a component you're I mean your campaign's gonna be way more successful for sure make sure we leverage prospecting and lookalike modeling I'm, I'm sure most all on uh, paid campaign strategies are, are doing that already, but that's a big one to make sure that, you know, you're, you're definitely have that within your strategy and just using an omni-channel approach to it. You know, you want to make sure that we're covering all channels and that we possibly can, um, on the paid side and, and being in front of consumers where they're shopping and, and they may be shopping a little bit different too. So, you know, doing that, um, keyword research and, and just understanding different search trends and, and what is relevant in the moment to make sure that your cam- campaigns are up to date. Absolutely. So that's it as a whole. That is our uh, crisis recovery growth framework, CRG. Um, uh, we'll post a uh, link to this uh, and a cool graphic that kind of explains it all uh, here shortly after uh, we wrap up the podcast. So uh, the last thing for this week uh, that we wanted to go through uh, was really just breaking down a little bit on the social media marketing side and, and focusing on uh, the different activities that you can do to, to reach your goals. So there's really four different aspects of it. And I know, you know, within social media marketing as a whole, there can be a lot of frustration because there's just, there's so much, there's so many different things that you can do and, Mm -hmm. and there's so much interaction. How do you keep up with it? So, um, we'll kind of do this in like a four part series and this will be, uh, part one this week. Uh, so the four different parts, social listening, social influencing, social networking and social selling. So this week we're going to start with social listening, which is really just monitoring and responding to customer service and reputation management issues on the social web. Um, I it's, I'm sure we can all think of somebody that does this fairly well. I, uh, Chipotle comes to mind. I, I feel like I see them used as an example 
mm-hmm. fairly often of, you know, somebody just tweets and says, you know, Hey, I, uh, didn't get as much rice in my to go order than I normally would than standing in line. And, you know, they tweet back and say, well, you know, well, that sucks. You know, what, how can we, how can we make this right for you? Um, you know, social listening is really just that process of collecting data from all of your social platforms and different for, forums and, and making sure that you're listening and you're understanding what is happening so that you can respond in a very tactful way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you can learn so much about your consumers and your customers that way. Um, they will give you, I mean, that's the feedback you need. That's the feedback you want. And it's this huge social platform is available. Um, it's definitely needs to be used and smaller businesses have the capability to really focus in on that. Um, when comments and messages come through, you know, get those response times up, make sure you are responding to everyone. Um, coming back with exactly how, what you said, how can I, how can we help? How can we fix this? Um, because, other people see that when they look up these businesses later and they'll see uh, the business respond. And I think that's really important. Uh, that's something I've seen in my own, just me being on Facebook um, after work hours, just like scrolling through, seeing a business respond to someone's comment. I'm like, wow, that's I just that they, someone somewhere in their marketing department took the time to respond to my comment. Um, it's crazy. And when you see people do that, when you see businesses do that, it really, uh, just honing in on this social listening. You need to do, to do that. Your businesses need to do that. And it really will increase customer satisfaction overall. Yeah. I mean, if your business goal is to manage your brand reputation and increase retention of existing customers or just overall increase of customer satisfaction, like you're talking about, um, you have to have a good process in place for social listening. And especially if you're anything that's in the, you know the service industry or or that would warrant, you know, more conversation in general from your brand, it, you've got to be there. So there's some good tools out there that do it. Um, Mention is probably the most popular one. Uh, if you're smaller uh, and and really don't need everything that they have or, or can't afford their platform, Salesforce Social Studio um, is another one that uh, is really good. So setting those tools up can really just, it, they help you automate the process of listening for mentions of your brand. So, you know, people like, you know, even that work employees and different products that you sell and services, anything that could just be taken as, Hey, you, you might just want to see that something was posted out there, put out there from somebody and it gives you the ability to take action on it versus letting it spiral into, you know, God knows what, I mean, we've all seen just horrible, horrible uh, social media stories of, you know, things taken off in a very, very negative way. So, you know, just as a whole, it's important to understand social listening. Um, it's very, very different from the other three social media marketing activities. Um, and you know, it's just, I, I can't say enough of just listen, you know, and react to what your customer base and your people that know and like, and talk about your brand are saying so that you can react better to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Um, and like I said, just, monitoring, responding uh, to these issues on the web. And if you are a smaller company, you know, taking that opportunity, someone comments on your post, like it, you know, respond, then they will get that notification. It's just a brand awareness thing. Keep them, um, keep yourself active, ready in their minds. So when they're ready to buy, 
in the upcoming months, they'll remember, oh, they responded back to me or they answered my question that I posted on their um, original photo. So definitely great. And it's one of, um, I think one of the most important um, of these four are, is social listening um, and listening to your consumers. Yep, definitely. Well, that's all we have for you this uh, week four, episode four, guys. Thanks for tuning in to The Click. We appreciate all of our listeners. All the links to this will be posted out there. Uh, you can check us out on all the major platforms, uh, Spotify, YouTube. We're out there everywhere. So search for us. Uh, give us a share, a share and give us some feedback too. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about. And uh, that's, that's what we're here for. So we're just trying to put out as much relevant digital marketing news and information, tips and tricks and uh, strategies and whatnot to, to help everybody as a whole. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next week for episode five.